Whoa, 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 Floridian, slow down. Don't fast forward just yet. It's Peter here. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Florida Versus. I really appreciate you. And I want to introduce you to a new segment called the One Minute Podcast Preview. Today, it's presented by all of the supporters of this podcast, namely Collier, Woo, Kelvin, Gina, Mike, Justin, Dawn, Susie, and Lindsay. Thank you very much to those people. If you yourself would like to become a supporter of this podcast, go ahead and scroll down to the details of this episode, and there you can leave a monthly donation that will help sustain the podcast. You can leave a voicemail that I could answer on air and listen to, or you could write a Apple podcast review, which is very helpful to the podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Lindsay Diane Johnson, an absolute genius Living in Portland, Oregon, she is an expert in Chinese medicine. Our conversation is vast. It's incredible. It's super fun. I There is a lot of knowledge in this episode, so please prepare yourself for that. If you're thinking, oh, Chinese medicine is just this woo-woo, whatever, she's very, very good at describing the type of ideal patient for Chinese medicine, and she's also fantastic at describing Portland, Oregon. Everything you need to know to fit in, to get along, to have a good time, and some free tips and tricks along the way. Thanks again for listening. This has been the podcast preview. Expect more of these and expect more episodes of the Florida Versus podcast every Tuesday and Friday. Thanks so much for listening. Here we go with Lindsay Diane Johnson, PDX. To be on the podcast, I really appreciate it. Lindsay, Lindsay Johnson. I know where you're living, and Portland sounds very, very cold. <laughs> True. Hey, Lindsay, Lindsay Johnson. Yes, that's right. Today on the podcast, welcome Floridians. I have the one and only. Lindsay Johnson, an expert in the state of Oregon, Chinese medicine, and everything in between. I mean, I just got to give it up. The one and only Lindsay Johnson. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Um, uh, you are, in fact, an expert in Chinese medicine. In fact, you just opened up your, uh, your own practice. Is that right? I did. Yeah. I opened up a practice inside another practice. So it's like me and my oh. tiny business inside a bigger business, which is cool because it's kind of the best of both worlds. And like, you know, for people that aren't familiar with that, that's kind of, that's kind of similar to, you know, you work at a barbershop or a salon and you own a, a chair, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I have my, I have two rooms or two treatment rooms and an office okay. um, that I'm here five days a week Woo. treating humans with acupuncture. The real deal. All right. Well, before we get in too far into Portland, into Chinese medicine, into poking people uh, with needles or other things, you know, uh, I want to go over plugs. Uh, we like to do the plugs at the top here. Lindsay, what can we drive listeners to uh, to check out if they want to know more about you or uh, anything that you want to uh, reference? Well, you know, Peter, I've got just the thing. Go ahead. Um, okay, so there is a documentary that I oh. am actually very passionate about 
telling everyone at least four times that they need to watch every time they see me. Yeah. Um, it's called Dope is Death. Um, okay. Kind of a hardcore name. Uh, it is it is Black History Month currently, and mm-hmm. the documentary is about how the Black Panthers and Young Lords in the Bronx in the 70s started the first acupuncture heroin detox center. Whoa. Um, and it's very badass. It's a very good, easy watch. Um, and it's for free right now on Vice. So if okay, you Vice. search, um, and I think it might be just through February. I'm not sure if it goes into March. I hope so. I looked for an expiration date on the website and I couldn't find one. Um, but I know that they're hosting it for Black History Month. Um, but yeah, so it, uh, if you search Dope is Death mm-hmm. on Vice, you will find it very easily. It comes up like first search thing. I think it's like an hour and a half, really good watch, really good history. And it also brings a union between um, black culture and free community healthcare and acupuncture because Mm -hmm. acupuncture is something that kind of gets this rap that it's um, only for kind of more expensive, uh, holistic women essentially who seek it and this documentary totally like slashes that um, it debunks the idea that debunk that's the word yeah yeah it the way you're describing it sounds like it debunks the this idea that oh well alternative forms of treatment or medicine they're only for a certain uh group of people and this this kind of disproves that right totally Wow, how um, cool. How and the, the primary activist in the movie is Dr. Matulu Shakur, which is Tupac's stepdad. So that's No fun. way. Yeah, he's a, he was a very um, powerful Black Panther activist who is currently in prison for wow. that time period because the government didn't love the Black Panthers. But that's a story for another day. Damn, dude. Um, well, and, and then uh, to finish up plugs, where can we find you uh, on the internet? You can find me at 10k.acupuncture. Um, so on Instagram, uh, 10k spelled out, T-E-N-K-A-Y dot acupuncture. Cool. Oh my gosh, how fantastic. Well, what uh, we're going to talk about Portland. So what drew you up up to Portland where you've been for how many how many years now? Five actually. Five years. Which is kind of wild. Um, I came here for grad school in 2016 for my master's program for acupuncture. Um, But previous to that, I had, Portland was one of those places that I'd always kind of fantasized about. um, Mm. And it was also a place that everyone who had ever really known me really well was like, you're you're probably going to move to Portland one day. Really? Um, which I always thought was funny. It was kind of like when people are like, you're going to, when you watch this movie, it's going to be your new favorite movie. Um, <laughs> you find it was that like insulting that with Portland for me. <laughs> Did you find that insulting at first? Because I'm like, I would be like, no, you don't know me. Shut up. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, actually, if we're going to get real. Yeah. It was. So the, the, one of the most memorable, you're going to move to Portland. You're going to love it. Comments came from um, my first love's best friend oh he was like he was like you're not gonna date men he's like you're gonna move to portland and you're gonna be like in a long-term relationship with a woman and he was like and you're never gonna look back (laughs) and i was like at the time i was like well that does sound kind of cool yeah (laughs) but also i feel like you're implying that this relationship is gonna end and it 
never end. Uh, yeah, that first that first love it, it it cuts the deepest. It really does, doesn't it? Oh, it did. Ah, uh, and you, which is you, very cute and silly to look back on. How just like <gasps> I was at the time, but were they right across the board? Uh, this friend of your lover did they did you move to Portland? Are you in a, a female <laughs> relationship? Monogamous? Monogamous I am relationship in a relationship with a man. Ah, dun dun dun! I Sorry, know. ladies. She's, sorry. Sorry, ladies. She's taken. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I feel like the first part of that in Portland is challenging because there's uh, that being the monogamous side, because I went, I once went up to Portland uh, and I took a lover and, <laughs> <laughs> and she, her and I, I took a lover. I took a lover. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I know. Her, and I, her and I took a bike tour through the city and our bike guide uh towards the end she got to know we we were it was it was cute we went to salt and straw we went to you know a bunch of um fun places you know the first marijuana dispensary etc etc nice this like old firehouse that used to be that was like right on the river that uh is now a dispensary (laughs) really yeah oh my gosh i need to figure that out and show that to my dad Oh yeah, that's funny. I, My dad is a fire captain. It's across. You know where uh, Voodoo Donuts is? Yeah. So across the river, there's a walking path, and just to the right of that, I feel like there was a statue and a statue of some woman who was a trailblazer as far as the cannabis movement goes. And then nearby was a uh, a firehouse that became one of the first cannabis dispensaries in Portland, in the state of Oregon, maybe in the, even in the United States. Huh. But but we spent this afternoon with this woman who's leading us on this bike trip, and then she really starts to lean into the polyamory, and she starts hitting <laughs> on my girlfriend at the time, and I keep getting these looks like from the girl I was dating at the time, like oh this sounds nice, the, the polyamory thing, <laughs> and I was like oh man, you really like mm. that was uh, that was very telling, uh, sadly, and uh, is that is that kind of. Uh, what can you tell someone about Portland that's never been to Portland when they think of like funky stuff like, oh yeah, they smoke a ton of weed up there. Oh, they're super into Chinese medicine. Everyone's sleeping with everybody. Like, <laughs> is, that, is that as in your face as some people might believe it is? Hmm. Or does it depend on the circle that you run in, you know? I would say definitely depends on the circle that you run in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I'm someone who is very curious just in general, kind of like curious, Mm open-ended sentence. Um, So I, I feel like I kind of invite those conversations a lot. So it's hard for me to distinguish between what would be in someone's face if they were investigating Portland or investigating the dating scene. Um, Because I am also someone who doesn't necessarily believe that humans are, some humans, I should say, are intended to only be with one person sexually forever. That seems like pretty unrealistic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody has, you know, everybody has different backgrounds and different um, desires, what have you. You know, what's fascinating is I, I think there's two sides to this coin in my observation of it. And it's that that is a very level-headed and I mean, correct way of thinking of things as 
you know, but I feel like that perspective comes a lot out of the West Coast and like the Northwest. You know what I mean? I'm not saying yeah. I'm not and I'm not and I'll get to the other side of the coin, but I'm not saying that that doesn't come from other places. But when I hear that, I hear that from somebody who's like traveled west, spent some time out west, you know, lived in lived on the West Coast. And I don't think it's a product of that. I just think I think you just have more of an opportunity to think freely like, you know, uh, search for, you know, what makes you happy, search for alternative medicines, you know, what, makes <laughs> people, what keeps you healthy, et cetera. I feel like yeah. things are just out there, right? Yeah. I think, um, I feel like to circle back to your question a little bit, yeah. when I did move to Portland, um, I noticed because I was single and ready to mingle at the time, yeah. I was using Tinder and mm. Bumble yeah. and um, there were a lot of profiles that um that either implied people were um in an open relationship and they had a solid primary partner but they were open to dating other people or people who were like um what's the word like solo partnered oh interesting oh i think i'm butchering it that's something like if there's a lot of words, Peter. There are right. so many <laughs> words that you gotta oh. learn. <laughs> a lot of words, a lot of pronouns, a lot of All terms. Words. I mean, oh, yeah. when you like, yeah, when you're just creating a new subsect of dating, it's like you know who cares? Like let, let's just throw out whatever every term yeah. that we knew before, and it's and it's whatever. The other side of the coin that I was getting to that you alluded to was that you know the more people I talk about. And on this podcast, it's kind of like the city is what you make it. You know, those opportunities yeah. for whatever you'd like is is out there. And you can find those types of things all across, you know, all across the United States in any city. Uh, so so that's kind of kind of interesting and fun to to think about, uh, though Portland gets that rap. And for most of the United States, I feel like Portland was established in like 2012, you know? <laughs> definitely not true <laughs> but like you know when once portlandia started coming out once portlandia came out everybody was like everybody was like oh yeah portland like yeah uh, uh west coast brooklyn or like brooklyn west you know uh is yeah. it is it uh it was it that when you when you first moved there i mean you you went to you started in grad school there so i imagine you were around a ton of different you know free thinking people <laughs> Yeah, Chinese medicine school is definitely uh, an interesting mix of humans, for sure. Um, okay, wait, what was your question, though? I think I got, I got sidetracked. I, uh, are there an influx of people recently? And I know there, there is, you know, oh, since, yes. since to, to the general public, Portland didn't really become a city until 2012 when it became so you know, yeah. so I became such a bigger city, but it, to, on my times that I visited there, it's not such a big city. It's like a it's tiny. Yeah. It's the best. That's why, that's town. why Portland is the best because it is a, it has all of the wonderful community close knit love that a cool, a really cool neighborhood has, uh -huh. but it also has the convenience of, having an international airport and having a cool downtown. And it, it's like a, it's like a neighborhood city. It's really wonderful. What would you say the median age is in Portland 
for instance, I would say places like New York, LA, you know, people are in their 20s there. Uh, they just left home. Places like Denver, I've heard, are like, you know, great for 30-year-olds, <laughs> uh, et cetera. What's, you know, what's the age in Portland, essentially, that, mm. you, that you find? And also in Florida, you're either newborn to 18 or you're 50 plus, <laughs> I should say. Yeah. I don't know, listeners are tired great of me saying that. place to have that. arthritis. Exactly. <laughs> That's where they need you. They yeah. need you in Florida with the acupuncture. Oh, man. What's right up? now, What's Miami sounds fucking great. Okay, uh, age group yeah. of Portland. Um, I would say, okay, so... Probably 30s. I feel like I'm Portland is a 30s kind of place. Because, um, well, I will also add to that, that one of the things that I love about Portland is that it is a really wonderful culture for all ages of people because I feel like Portland um in comparison to other cities like LA that are that's a super ageist city like in LA as soon as you're not young and hot you better like hightail it out of here man because we don't have a place (laughs) for you Portland it's not I mean it's still a modern place so there's still those constructs that play like Mm -hmm. ageism and hotism whatever um (laughs) But I feel like it's a it's a much more welcome place for all ages of people to continue to cultivate like outdoorsiness and creativity and community and being social. Like whenever I go to the park, there is at least one group of people over the age of 60 like playing instruments together in the park. Oh, wow. That sort of thing. So even though I feel like probably a lot of the people who are moving here are in their 30s just because when you move from other bigger cities like New York or LA, um, it's way more affordable to live mm. here. Um, and people in their thirties definitely trying to own some shit. Right, um, right. but it's a great place to be any age. If in, yeah, but you're, you know, the way that you're saying it sounds like if you're in your thirties or forties in Portland, you can stay a little younger, a little longer, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Those are those opportunities there. Well, I can't wait to go to Portland, but I got to get there. And one way to get there is through the airport. And this brings us to our first segment. What airport? So, so, so uh, Portland has a pretty funky airport. What do you, uh, what air, what's the airport that you would travel to to go there? And uh, what can you tell me about it? PDX, baby. Woo! Yeah. Also um, the abbreviation for the city, right? Okay. Hashtag PDX. Hashtag PDX. Um, yeah, we, don't, we only got one. <laughs> okay, great, great. So, but that's great because you don't need more than one because the PDX airport is an absolute delight to visit. Tell that um, to all those polyamorous people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah. only get one. <laughs> These are all my partners, but I just yeah. have one airport. Oh, well, interesting. Sometimes, mm. sometimes I fly into Seattle, SeaTac. <laughs> you know, mix it up a little just, bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, but is it like a cute la, little town airport, or is it you know you can fly anywhere? What's the what's the vibe over there? It is an international airport, oh, wow. so you can go wherever you like. Um, and do you want to know why it's really cool? Please. Yes. Okay, so it's really cool because you know how usually when you go to the airport. You're like, fuck, I haven't had breakfast. I don't really want to buy this 12 
$1.50 bagel that I know is going to taste like shit, but I'm going to starve if I go on the airplane if I don't. So the Portland airport has a law that was passed by the wonderful loud voices of Portland that yeah. says that you're not allowed to inflate the prices of um, any business just because it's the airport. Oh, that's so incredible. Starbucks at the airport is the same price as Starbucks outside the airport. Oh, downtown coffee, same price as downtown coffee outside the airport. That's so amazing. yeah. So that is, I feel like that encompasses one of my favorite things about Portland in general is that there is a sense of ownership over the town in a way that's like, Hey, that's some bullshit. We don't want that for our <laughs> airport. We're not going to do that. We're going to be really loud and pass some laws and not allow that to happen. That's incredible. That's so cool. Uh, complete opposite in Florida, <laughs> I will have to say. I mean, you could end up spending $20 on uh, coffee in an airport and uh, $25 on a keychain, you know? Uh, no, no, no. I know. It's such a My hometown, uh, uh, RSW, I think. Yeah, Fort Myers. Uh, that's our hometown <clears throat> airport. We. What's so interesting is I don't believe it's an international airport, but we have so much space. In fact, there, there's just, it's like, it's set up like a mall, you know, there's all those stores there, your Starbucks, your um, Hudson news or whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's so much space. It's like they're expecting a thousand people in there when there's about 200 <laughs> people. There's so much space that it's embarrassing. And in recent years, they put, They've displayed boats in the airport, like big. Oh, yachts. like one of those where they're like, "This is a great white shark." Yeah. Oh yeah. no, but like a real, like a boat, like a, a, a huge boat is on display. It's like go down to Collier <laughs> Lee County Boat Depot, and then they have oh. like a row of cars, a row of cars in the airport. It's insane. It's crazy. Why it's, did they make it so big? I don't know. There, the, all the planes can't fit there. They should have spent some of that room on the on the <laughs> the runway. Unbelievable. All the planes can't fit there. That's so silly. Those poor little planes. Uh, uh, well, I want to dive into your knowledge of Chinese medicine. Um, we're all better off now that you've ta told us about it. And uh, what's uh, there's a big like uh, I know that's happening in your like community but like there's a big buzzword uh there's the like a little word yeah yeah so like yeah. so where where are you at with that it, the proper term is like chinese medicine and how should how should people refer to it and you know speaking you know uh as someone that owns their own practice you know what type of people should seek out um types some types of chinese medicine mm. Okay, so the buzzword mm -hmm. that we do not like and are trying to change is oriental medicine. Right. Um, so my college that I went to that I got my master's degree from is called the Oregon College of Oriental Medicine. Okay. They keep saying they're going to change it and they keep not changing it. And it's a little cringy that my diploma says oriental on it. Yeah, you gotta get some of those passionate airport people into the college to change. Oh man, it, Chinese medicine folks are really passionate too. But right. um, 
but it's really expensive to rebrand the college and we'd have yeah. to reissue all the diplomas we've ever issued. But anyway, so we're trying to get away it's from just the word. Paper. I could, you know, just, I've got a printer here. It's bullshit. They're just. <laughs> <sighs> I won't get you started. I won't get you started. Uh, but you prefer the, <laughs> you and your colleagues prefer the term Chinese medicine uh, out of respect uh, for the people or the practice or both? Um, so we prefer Chinese medicine or East Asian medicine. Um, Chinese medicine is what um, most people who earn their degree in acupuncture, that's usually what their degree is, is a master's of Chinese medicine, which is what my degree is. Mm -hmm. um, but East Asian medicine as the new term is, is being introduced more recently to pay homage to other cultures such as Japanese uh, medicine that has been also really fundamental to the development of acupuncture and herbalism and um, massage. So uh, East Asian medicine um, makes it less uh, singular, I guess. Got it. Um, yeah, and Oriental, we're trying to move away from that word because Oriental is a word that has been used to minimize and create racial slurs towards people and also to just monoculture all of Asia, which has many different subsets of really beautiful, rich cultures. And by just saying, just throwing out the word Oriental as if it in any way represents any of these thousands of cultures within Asia is, is pretty reductive. Right. So, so in, in trying to, or in the practice of changing uh, the verbiage or the terms, you're trying to be just more inclusive, more encompassing, rather than trivializing the way that, you know, uh, the past words had, had been used, right? Yeah, we're trying to start, trying to start fresh and um, cool. move away from words that have been used negatively, namely by American government and things like that. Mm. What, uh, what, what, who would you refer to Chinese medicine? Uh, what's the ideal patient or, you know, maybe mm. age group or, you know, ailment that you see or that you would recommend, especially, you know, uh, a lot of listeners are, you know, young and healthy, uh, but, you know, there's certainly uh, preventative, uh, preemptive treatments that you can get to ensure, you know, health into your later years. Yeah. Sorry, I accidentally yanked on my headphones cord. Uh, <laughs> Um, so that's a really interesting question because I, it's more, I feel like, I feel like acupuncture is good for everyone. Yeah, that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be that person that's like, but everyone should get it. Um, <laughs> but they probably should. Uh, sure. Um, so acupuncture is for the most part thought of as, a remedy for people who are in pain. So you okay. have back pain. Oh yeah, acupuncture is great for that. Um, I get a lot of questions about, oh, well, I have this going on. Is acupuncture good for that? Or like, I have acne or uh, I have really bad periods. Like acupuncture mm. is not really for that, right? It's more of like a back pain thing. Um, and so people who would benefit from acupuncture are is anyone who is feels out of balance in some way, whether that is um, feeling out of balance in managing stress, where your stress is manifesting in your body, whether that's through 
like a really upset, like worry tummy. Mm. Or if that's someone who feels out of balance because they're not sleeping, that's definitely out of balance. Um, Or somebody who should be menstruating and hasn't had a period in six months, but they're not pregnant. So those sorts of things, which you really could go on and on infinitely in the human condition and figuring out ways where balance could be reintroduced. And that's, I mean, that is the essence of Chinese medicine and acupuncture is that we're using tiny needles to figure out where things have become blocked or um, like deficient, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. To, to seek out Chinese medicine or alternative medicines here or, or um, treatments is to seek balance. And then through those treatments, uh, it is the goal to attain that balance is what you're saying, right? Yes. And I'll also say, um, I, so I used to refer to many things as alternative and I'm transitioning oh. the way that I talk about things and calling it complimentary, not to complimentary. be another person who's like, this is actually the word that you should use to call this. Um, but I find for myself, because that's another common misconception is that people think that um, you're either a Western medicine person or you're uh. Eastern medicine person. And I, that is just not my vibe at all. Um, there are so many things like if I get in a car accident, please don't, if I'm like bleeding out on the street, like, please take me to the emergency room. Like I want to go to someone who's going to stitch me up. That's the Western shit I'm very into. We love that. Oh, so Um, when you, when you say complimentary, you're, you're saying whatever's appropriate for uh, the issue. Yeah. And also, and also just, um, kind of removing the idea of a dichotomy of like you eat, you either take antibiotics and you love vaccines and you love Western doctors or you rub tea tree oil on your nipples (laughs) and you love acupuncture. Like it's not, it's not two different teams. There are, there are many roles. There are so many different types of medical practitioners. Some of them, went to the Oregon Health and Sciences University and they have a they have an MD next to their name and some of them went to a natural medicine college and they are teaching and serving a different type of medicine and other ones are using body work to achieve medical results everybody there are so many different types of practitioners and i feel like the hierarchy of medicine should be squashed wow okay Thank yeah thanks so- for listening mic drop <laughs> yeah no it's great that's <laughs> that's a kind of knowledge that uh, I was seeking in this interview. Thank you so yeah. much. So my pleasure. So in, in, in search of balance, in search of a complimentary uh, treatment to attain that balance, if I'm, you know, if I'm just Joe Schmo and I'm like, yeah, I'm stressed out. Like, you know, I'm not sleeping yeah. well. And I don't know, my neck kind of hurts where, and, and I come to you for a consultation. What are your kind of, um, where do you like to go first? Where, like, what do you like to check first? And what's, what's your, um, what's, what's your first thought when, you know, it's not like, oh, I've had, you know, this debilitating back issue since a car accident, but it's just like, ah, I'm just kind of stressed. I'm kind of um, a little, you know, feeling a little funky. Like what's, what's your go-to treatment or, or what's like the introductory type of a thing that you would go to? So my, my first response when people say, I'm stressed or I I would like help. Like, what can you do for my stress? I get that a lot. Mm. Um, 
my first response to that is how do you experience that stress in your body? Oh. Um, because that stress takes its toll on people in so many different ways. Um, like me, for example, yeah. if I'm feeling really stressed, a lot of the time that results in me getting a little bit manic where I'm like, I have to, um, I'm going to organize everything around me and I'm going to obsessively like pick a bedtime mm. or like just spend a long time fixing food. And in my body, sometimes stress makes me feel um, like it'll make my skin feel hot okay. or I'll get indigestion. But for other people, stress manifests like they can't sleep at all or they can't poop at all. <laughs> and so those don't those mean to brag of- <laughs> but that's not my problem uh, <laughs> so what you're saying is the way that stress comes out is in some people it's behavioral and some people it's uh physical a uh, physical pain and you, you gotta you gotta find that first to treat exactly wow. and so the the different types of like people who experience their stress um in that they they can't sleep mm-hmm. that's going to be a certain pattern of acupuncture points that I'm going to use versus someone who gets a really upset tummy. Like I'm going to use a very, a a very different set of points to treat those types of people, even though what they came in for is the same, the treatments are going to be different. Every time you say tummy, I picture Winnie the Pooh just grabbing his little tummy and walking around. Uh, not to, <laughs> that's, that's what I hope. Not to insult uh, uh, your intelligence, which is uh, far. You're not. Me. I fucking love Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Do you want to know a fun fact about me? Yeah, love it. I had a Winnie the Pooh bedroom. Bedroom until I was thirteen. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Uh, you just love it. You still want to be my friend? <laughs> No, truth be told, I just kind of, you know, when you've had something for so long that you forget what it is, yeah. like you, oh, you have, right. you have curtains that say like, I love unicorns <laughs> and you've had them for five years and you don't even see that it says anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I was like, I'm going to be like, dad, I'm going to go to high school <laughs> and I can't have Winnie the Pooh curtains. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, my little girl. <laughs> I think he was probably like, yeah, you're right. We need to fix this up. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I've been waiting to have this conversation for <laughs> seven years. Yeah. Also, we're throwing out the Winnie the Pooh uh, bedroom set. You're going to stop breastfeeding. The whole set. <laughs> you're going to stop breastfeeding from your damn mother. And you're going to learn how to ride a bicycle with two wheels, Lindsay. Man, I was riding a bike pretty young, though. I didn't. This is something about me. I didn't learn how to ride a bike uh, until I was 12. Okay. It's kind of what? Are, how old do people? What are people like? Usually, like seven. I think much six? younger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember my grandpa helping me learn how to ride a bike in the condo that we were living in, and it was funny because I, what was crazy about this scene was, this, scene. yeah, this was a <laughs> condominium community where you had to be sixty-five or older <laughs> to live there, and it's my grandparents me and my mom and me and my mom are the youngest people there by at least 30 years. Yeah, I bet. You know, me Florida. like me, me like 60, 70 years. Uh, and, and here is my grandpa trying to get me to learn how to ride a bicycle and kids drove by from my, my school and they saw me with training wheels on and they made fun of me. Oh, <laughs> so baby my grandpa, Peter. 
my at the time my grandpa was trying to keep uh, yeah at the time my grandpa was trying to keep my existence a secret from our neighbors meanwhile i'm trying to keep the fact that i don't know how to ride a bicycle secret from my classmates and we all got found out at the same time there's incredible stress on the family and uh I'll never ride a bicycle again. Um, ah, you have bicycle trauma. I know, seriously. I could, I, and could Chinese medicine help me uh, get past that or is, am I doomed? You know, yes, it could, Peter. <laughs> because let me tell you something, you store that feeling oh. of shame in your body somewhere. And that's where acupuncture comes in. It's probably, I'm probably storing it in my fat ass. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were about to get a little emotional there and you started talking about your fat ass. I don't need, let's just, let's just say I don't need a bicycle seat, if you know what I mean. Uh, there's enough padding there. Uh, and <laughs> well, I want to get into our next segment. Uh, it's called Spellomania. Doodly doop, boop, boop, choop. And yeah, and I will go back and forth. You have three words. I have three words. I have three words that help describe Florida or three words from Florida. And you have three words that are, uh, I assume, terms from uh, Chinese medicine. Is that right? I picked some good ones. Oh, boy. I'm about to ruin your day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll go back and forth. Um, uh, You can give me the the first word, and uh, I'll try and get to know a little bit more about it and uh, try and spell it. First person to spell two words wins, uh, and if we're running out of time... uh, we'll just end it there (laughs) we'll we'll just stop yeah (laughs) yeah great yeah uh stakes are very high stakes are very high uh okay oh uh uh oh let's 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 make some steaks though if let's make some steaks we should if i was um, picturing a barbecue but i think that's not what you mean okay yeah oh yeah i okay if if you win i will find a way to send you some sort of steaks that's very sweet. Thank you. And if I, I love win, a good steak. Okay. Yeah. Great. And then if I win, I'll send you a steak. Okay. Great. Steaks. Everybody are, gets a steak. Steaks are on the line. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. The steaks are steaks. Steaks are the steaks. And okay. First word hit me with it. Okay. Patikia. Patikia. Okay. Patikia. Um, First off, it sounds like uh, a drink that I would get at a tiki hut. <laughs> Very literal of you, Peter. With a, oh, gosh. It yeah, sounds I know. like a tiki hut. What an idiot. What a, what a gorilla <laughs> man uh, to think so literally. Uh, all right. Could you, use it, could you use it in a sentence? Patikia. Um, I, okay. This afternoon, I did a cupping treatment on a patient and I could tell that their muscles were sore due to the petechia that was visible on their back. Ooh. So is petechia like a rash? No. It's not. Oh, what's it like? Okay. Well, okay. Do I, I can tell you the definition because that won't yeah. how to spell it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So petechia is um, basically their, they're little like pinpoint round uh tiny little marks that are expressed on the skin when you're when you cup someone so you know the Uh, the marks from cupping 
Oh, okay. It's the it's the so mark it's essentially from tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny little blood vessels breaking under the skin. So it's like oh. micro bleeding almost under the Ooh. skin. So people always say that, oh, my my bruises from cupping, and it's not actually bruises. It's petechia. Oh, got it. Yeah. Petechia. It's also called Shaw. Shaw is the Chinese medicine um, word for it. It's the the red, like you you bring up the stagnation that's stuck in the muscle when you cup. That's kind of the the sh- the Shaw is expressed. So the darker it is, the more powerful the Shaw. Well, Shaw sounds much easier to spell. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I still can't get out of my mind what a petechia drink would look like. It's definitely pink. It's definitely like got some ice. hibiscus shit going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Petechia. Yeah. Um, or like beet juice. Oh, yeah. Make It'll it nice clean. and bloody. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just like these steaks that are heading on my the way. line. <laughs> okay, petechia. I, uh, petechia. Petechia. <clears throat> P A T I K I A. Oh, did I get it wrong? What was, how do you spell it? <laughs> it? Okay, it's a weird one. P-E-T-E-C-H-I-A-E. Whoa. Yeah, she's nasty. Uh, Patekia, my goodness. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a wild one. All right, cool. I'm going to give you my first Florida word here. <laughs> Uh, I told you I was going to ruin your day. <laughs> I know. It was great. That was fantastic. It was very, I'm excited to get this knowledge out. Uh, first Florida word for you, peninsula. Oh, God. Florida is a peninsula. That it is. It is. Now Do I try to, to spell it right away? You could, I mean, you could. You could ask me any questions about it. I could use it in a sentence. I could tell you the language of origin or guess the language of origin. I, yeah. <laughs> I just know how to spell I'm it. Fairly familiar with all of those things. I actually am a little bit sensitive about my struggles with using the correct um, geographical words for things. Oh, like, like what? Peninsula, inlet, oh. Oh, um, right. estuary. I'm getting better since I've moved to Oregon because Oregon people know all of those things. Why are um, you so sensitive because, about those things? Because I. I really wish that I knew them better. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, re- I wish I knew the words. And I, I get like flustered when, I, when I'm like at the beach and there's a, a sandy area in a body of water. And I'm like, is it a peninsula? Is it a estuary? Is it a inlet? What is it? Better so, not say anything out loud. They'll, exactly. You know, I just they'll... keep it really hush hush. Uh, yeah. I'm, Florida's a peninsula. And it might as well be an island because it's it's a very hard place to escape. Uh, and also, Florida man, he'll get yeah. you. Oh yeah, every single time, every single time. Uh, what there? There's the island. There's peninsula. There's an inlet, like you mentioned. What else? <laughs> what else did you say? So what many. other types of land masses are there? Oh, I don't know. I'm Continent. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the little ones. I know the big ones. Oh, okay, it's just all great. the little shitty ones that little LA girls don't know. And then they get embarrassed when they move places where it's intelligent people. You know what people say? In, you know what people say in Florida? Uh, let's go to that place over there. <laughs> that's what they say in LA too. <laughs> I fit, I'm, uh, I fit but in. That spot. Yeah. What's that spot called? Uh, the peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> Pen- in, fact, in fact, I think peninsula is like, uh, the biggest vocabulary word I learned in elementary school or high school or middle school or schooling at all. In <laughs> high school. 
There was no Patekia in high school. No, no, no. No, um, Patekia and yeah, we, we, yeah. Okay, I'm struggling with the amount of N's Oof. that are in this word. So I'm just gonna- Go for it. Just like taking a moment to marinate my steak on <laughs> how many N's. All right, I'm gonna have to ask for an answer right here. Okay, P. Uh -huh. E-E-N-I-N. Okay, I have to write it down, I'm getting stressed. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a visual, I can't do things in the air. I'm a write it down person. Write okay. P-E-N-I-N-S-U-L-A. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. That is good. Wow. Go you. I was getting confused because I was putting Pennsylvania oh. in my head and putting two N's and then I was like, no, that's Pennsylvania, don't not mix, Peninsula. Don't want to mix those up. Don't want to mix those up. All right, let's move on to your next word. Uh, what is the next, your next term? It's a really good one too. Okay. Um, sequela. Wow. That sounds like a, 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 a type of tree that could kill you. <laughs> a sequela. Don't fuck with the sequelas. <laughs> I, a poison. A sequela. Yeah. That sounds like a tree that's like trying to get you into an accident uh, on the road. You know, it's, it's like, like, yeah, exactly. It's covering up a stop sign and it's in the road. <laughs> so you've got to swerve. It's haunted. Sequela. What, uh, what's the definition of sequela? What is the real defi definition of it? <laughs> so it's this haunted tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I nailed it. Yeah. Okay. So a sequela is a condition that is a consequence of a previous injury. Okay. So like so, a secondary type of injury, like, yeah. So I would, so we would say that like the, so for example, when someone gets COVID, the, the, respiratory symptoms that linger oftentimes mm. for many, many months after COVID would be COVID sequela uh, so or when people okay. have a stroke and then all mm. of a sudden they don't have feeling or act uh, or um, ability to move one of their arms. Ooh. That would be like neurological stroke sequela symptoms that linger after some other health crisis occurs, whether it's an injury or neurological or cardiovascular or what have you. But how would you how would you use that in a sentence? Um, I treated someone this week who came in seeking relief from stroke sequela symptoms. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. Sequela S. I'm gonna spell it S. Did I get that right? You got oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> he a smart boy. <laughs> well, we can stop right there. Like S A Q U I L L A. No, sir. Ah, so close. Right. Please, please spell it for us. S E Q U E L A E. Sequela. S E Q U E L A E. Correct. Ah, sequela. Well, because of time, looks like you won this one. Uh, <laughs> you'll find oh, a bummer. steak. You'll find a steak headed your way. Uh, steak in, in the mailbox. I love a steak yeah, in the mailbox. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I'll just yeah ship it direct. Uh, <laughs> just throw it right in a uh, priority box. So sweet. Uh, fantastic. I, I'm happy to have learned those new two new words. And uh, before we wrap it up here, 
I like to ask everybody in our final segment, one last thing, one good thing. Uh, what is one last thing that you would like to tell people about Portland? If for instance, they're dropped there, they go through the airport they they find themselves in Portland. Um, one, you know, one thing that they should know or one uh, good thing that, uh, that they should be aware of. Um, okay. So my, my most favorite thing to do in Portland is both free and wonderful. Oh, it is great. to visit Cathedral Park. Okay, um, what's that? Cathedral Park is in North Portland and it's in the St. John's neighborhood, ST okay. John's. J-O-H-N-S. Okay. Is that even um, further north of Alberta? Because I'm familiar with like Alberta. Yeah. So okay. so the river divides east and west. Oh, and you're going to be, and then the, the river winds up and St. John's is above. Okay. Northwest. So we have East Portland, mm-hmm. West Portland, the river, St. John's. Northwest. So it's like north, north. Yeah. It's like north of northwest. North, Northwest. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And it's uh, a cathedral park. What, what do you find over there? Yeah. So cathedral park is wonderful because it's underneath the St. John's bridge, which Ooh. is probably the bridge. It's an iconic um, Portland bridge. It's probably what you've seen in a lot of Portland imagery because Portland is bridge city. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we got a lot of bridges, Yeah. but this bridge is really beautiful because it's painted <clears throat> this really great teal color. And on the other side of the bridge is um, a mountain with really wonderful trees. Ooh. And it's just a magical, it's a really magical place to go. I, I like to go there by myself or with my dog. I'll just go get a sandwich and go post up and paint. It's a, whether it's raining, you can, it's cool because you can go any time of year because the bridge covers the park. So it's, you're covered from the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to live within bike riding distance there, and I would just ride my bike out there and hang. Oh, so Or you cool. could ingest some substances and hang and have a really good time. <laughs> have a really groovy time <laughs> with your uh, bike tour guide. Yeah. I'm and then I was, was going to say, too, because you mentioned what would be something uh, that people might like to know if they don't want to seem like a sore thumb sticking out in Portland. Absolutely. People in Portland don't use umbrellas. At all? No. You got to get a good rain jacket, honey. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah you got so it. you just get a good rain jacket and you just pretend it's not raining. That's amazing. That's you thing. got your I, face, you got your Patagonia. You got oh, yeah. I brought, a, I brought an umbrella to school and my Oregon like colleague friends from school were like, <laughs> they're like hunt uh, we're not we can't really i don't do think that. so honey yeah we don't do that here yeah. thank you uh well yeah. thank you so much for taking the time being on the podcast educating everybody i really appreciate it uh you've been a fantastic guest uh thank you so much for being on i really appreciate it my pleasure it's good to see your face my friend great to see you too glad you're doing uh, well <laughs> up in portland uh congratulations on the practice and uh, you, everybody everybody can find more details in the description of this episode and floridians thanks for listening i'll talk to you next time